Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Hey, I want to let you know I'm very mindful that we've got youngsters in the room today, and that's by design and on purpose because it's important for our, our littler guys that they get to see baptisms and that they, they know that they don't always have to go off to the class. Now, we love that we send them to their classes because they can have age-specific learning. Um, but every now and then, it's fun to get everybody together as a family. So I want to give you parents permission. If they start making some noise, I'm okay with that. And, uh, but if you feel uncomfortable and you've got a little one, there is a mother's room there. Hence, mothers. Dads don't go in there because there might be some moms uh, feeding their babies but there is a tv outside over here on this side as well that if you if they're getting a little rambunctious and it's making you uncomfortable then you can uh, head out that way so uh, hey you know what all of you young people out there can i hear a, a noise can you scream for me on the count of three? One, two, three. you can do better than that here we go one two three there we go Well, I am so glad that everybody's here today. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's probably no greater event in the church than seeing people go to the waters of baptism. My talk this morning is really going to be really about baptism. If you are here and you knew that you were going to get baptized, um, today is your day. But I'm also going 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 to preface this. If you've never been baptized, I'm trusting that today is your day. Anybody who has given their life to Jesus should be baptized. It doesn't save them, but it's out of obedience. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and said to them, this is Jesus' words, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Jesus himself commands that we baptize. It's actually, he's wanting us to to respond to him on obedience. I want to just kind of unpack what baptism is a little bit for us this morning. And if you're already feeling your heart go pitter-patter, maybe this is my day, that's probably meaning it's the Holy Spirit already prepping you to say this is your day. We do have towels and uh, spare clothes for you, shorts and t-shirts, just outside those doors. And uh, we're going to make sure that, that if you want to be baptized today is your day. First of all, I want to tell you a little bit of my story. See, I grew up in a church. I grew up in a Presbyterian church, and uh, my parents loved the Lord. And uh, unfortunately, though, I, I knew of Jesus. I would say I believed in Jesus, but he was not the Lord of my life. I had one foot in the world. I had one foot in the church. And when I say in the church, it wasn't really an authentic relationship, because if it was an authentic relationship with Jesus then I wouldn't want to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. I'd want to have both feet planted on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. I got married at the age of 22 to this lovely, beautiful, incredible woman, Audra. 
We're married young. She's two years older than uh, me. I knew you thought that I looked older than her, but she, she was very much more mature, and I, I needed a little maturing in my life, so I'd go after the more mature woman. And, and we got married in that year that, actually the two years after we got married, I really encountered the Holy Spirit at the age of 23. And I realized at that point in time that, that I did not want to have my life with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. I wanted to have two feet planted on the rock of Jesus Christ. And I realized what was I, I knew about baptism. And I never said I was ready. And, and I always made up reasons for it. And I'm probably glad that I didn't because I wasn't ready. Because I wasn't ready to have two feet planted on the rock, which is Jesus. But I remember at 23, I began to say, you know what? I would rather walk in obedience than just look for the convenience. You see, I was looking for a convenient time to say, all right, I'm going to get baptized. But then all of a sudden, something stirred in my heart and it says, you know what? There's no convenient time. There's only obedience, which is responding to what his word says. Today... You might be saying it's inconvenient. Ah, man, we're, everybody's going to see me for the rest of the day. My makeup's going to be, um, you know, all smeared in my hair. What's going to happen with my hair? It's, it's a barbecue, guys. We'll be okay. <laughs> but you see, at some point in time, we've got to get in our heart. Is it more of a matter of obedience or is it of convenience? And I believe that today he's saying, will you obey me? Because if you're a believer in Jesus Christ... You should be baptized out of obedience. The word tells us to be baptized. Jesus himself asked us to be baptized. In the early church in Acts, there were 3,000 people that got saved. And by the way, there are 3,000 baptisms that same time as well. You see, today we do it, hey, because it's the setup and breakdown of the tank. But really, if we were to do this the right way, anybody who raises their hand to say, I want to follow Jesus, I want him the Lord of my life, we need to baptize you immediately. But let me just unpack baptism a little bit. Baptism does not save us, but it is very clear what it does represent. And I want to read from you from the scriptures some of those things. In Romans chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Do you, know, do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism unto death, in order that we, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism is a symbol. It is a picture of what Jesus has done for us. The word baptismo in the Greek word is actually submersion, underwater. When you stand in this tank, like probably 20 or 30 of you are going to do today. That when you stand here, it is like you are on the cross. You're saying, I'm choosing to die to self and I'm choosing to allow the Lord to be the Lord of my life. Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And then when we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, we give you permission to hold your nose, too, by the way, just in case you're wondering. We put you under, and we don't keep you under. Some people feel like, man, I'm really bad. They're going to have to hold me for a long time. <laughs> no, we bring you up. 
But that going under represents death in the grave, like Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. He lay in the grave. And then he came above. He came out of the grave. And when we come out of the water, it is like we experience this newness, this new life. Now, it is symbolic, it is a picture of, but many people have said when they've walked in obedience, there's something spiritual that takes place in their life. It always does, whether it's baptism or anything else. When you become obedient to the Word of God and be obedient to Jesus, something changes in us. By the way, on a side note, I just want to say, for all of you who are from Manchester, you are here with us today. We want to welcome you and celebrate you. Who, who's here from Manchester? Slip up your hand. Yes, we thank you guys for being here. They're going to be joining us on a regular basis here fairly soon, but they came to celebrate with us today. So the family, the extended family is back home with a, with a close-knit family. So thank you for being here. I want to read with you another scripture. In Colossians 2, chapter 12. Colossians 2, chapter 12. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful work of God. That's another verse to talk about why Jesus says it's important to be baptized as the symbol. That we begin to identify with what Jesus has done for us. Other point of clarification. You say, well, I got baptized as a kid. Well, was it a believer's baptism? Like, did you fully know what you were doing? Or was it just kind of, yeah, it was the thing that to do. Everybody else was doing it. I would encourage you to be re-baptized if that was you. By the way, there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't be baptized more than once. Um, but I would say if you continue to have the Lord over your life and you've made that decision, you've been baptized, you don't need to be rebaptized. It doesn't mean every time you sin you have to be baptized. But I would say this, if you've walked away from the Lord and you're back with him and you have not really established publicly that, you know what, you're going to be sold out for Jesus, I would encourage you to be baptized. For those of you who would say, let me just ask you, I'm going to be really bold with you. We're family. And family has permission to kind of speak into each other's life and share together. We're going to have a party later. And, and, but how many people have been baptized? Just raise your hand. Okay. Put your hand down. How many people have not been baptized? Put your hand up. Don't be shy. Everybody put your hand up who has not been baptized. Okay. So, and I'd also say this. See, I, I see some young people in here. And I want to encourage you that, first of all, it's mom and dad who has to have that conversation with them to make sure they really understand what it means to be baptized. You're, this is a public profession of what Jesus has already done in your life. And I don't want them just to feel like they need to do it just because they need to do it, but they understand what it is that they're doing. All right. So if the worship team wants to come back up at this time. I want to, those of you who already knew that you're going to be baptized today, if you just make your way, if you haven't been changed yet, if you just make your way there. The other thing, too, is I'm going to be looking for this front row. Can I inconvenience you guys and have you guys sit someplace other than the front row? And uh, can you give them a hand for them being willing to move for us this morning? 
they're willing to give up their front row seats. And if you are planning to be baptized, you guys can change and then you can make your way right here under the front. It's also important that we want to give baptismal certificates for you. And so um, Kaylin will be there with a little clipboard to get your information. And so you can um, give that information to her as well before you get in the baptismal tank. So here's the thought. I'm mindful that some of you are here that haven't even given your life to the Lord. Or you said, you know what, I believe in Jesus, but I have not made him the Lord of my life. In other words, you've placed one foot in the world like I did, and one foot in the church, but you have not placed both feet planted on the rock of Jesus Christ. And I want to say today, if you're determining in your heart that you want to make Jesus the most important thing in your life. I want to pray with you. The other thing is I want to really encourage you that that just like me at the age of 23, when I finally went into the waters of baptism and got submersed underwater, it was a pivotal, significant moment in my life because everybody else knew that I was serious about Jesus. And they could walk with me and hold me accountable. Doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. And by the way, I'm still not perfect. God is still perfecting me. He's still working in my heart. This is not about perfection. It's about obedience. It's not about convenience. It's about obedience. If you've never been baptized and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've given your life to him, today needs to be your day. The other thing I want you to know is... is if you haven't been baptized, and, and by the way, this baptism thing, again, it doesn't save you. And sometimes might feel like you, you might feel the heaviness of, of maybe, man, you're putting too much pressure on me. The only reason I want you to make Jesus the Lord of your life is because in the fullness of Jesus is joy. In the fullness of, of Jesus is hope. In the fullness of Jesus is love. That's why I want you to walk in obedience because you can experience his fullness in your life. As your pastor, that is my job is to help point you to Jesus. As your pastor, I'm not perfect, but as your pastor, my job is to point you to the best things that God has for you. If God's stirring in your heart, you can go through those doors right now and grab some clothes and get changed and come right up here to the front. If you're already planning to be baptized, come right up here to the front and you can sit down here. We're going to be singing worship and we're going to have a chance for me to get changed too so I can get in this tub as well. How many people here today said, I'd like to be baptized? Slip up your hand. Slip up your hand. All right. You got to need to check with mom and dad on those ones. Who else? I want us to have the freedom here as a family to, to say, you know, I'm not, this is nothing I need to be shy about. I don't need to just kind of like, who feels like God might be speaking to you? The Holy Spirit might be speaking to you to be baptized. Raise up your hand. Maybe they're already gone. At any point in time as we sing these songs and God speaks to your heart, you can leave these doors and, and go get changed. Okay. Well, I want to pray for those who are here who have not made Jesus the Lord of their life. You have not put him above everything. You've had him maybe a part of your life. But today, 
You're going to make a decision to make him the Lord of your life above everything. Just close your eyes with me. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for this festival, this this fun fest that we get to come together as a family and, and enjoy each other. For those of those who are here, who are guests, that they know they're part of this family today. God, I just am so thankful. You don't have to be a member of this church to get in the waters of baptism. You see, that's the thing which I love about you, Jesus, is, is you, it's an open invitation. And there's no condemnation with you, Jesus. All it is is I, I just love you. It's what you're saying to us. I love you. I want to set you free. I want you to experience my joy, my love, my peace. If there are people here today, well, everybody's eyes are closed. That would just want to say, you know what? I'm done with one foot in the world. And one foot in the church, I want to have two feet planted on the rock of Jesus Christ, making him the Lord of my life. Would you just slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. Is that you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Slip up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Jesus, I, I pray there are seasons in my own life that I feel further away from you than I should. And Father, maybe it's those times that I've gotten distracted. So Lord, this morning it's a great reminder for all of us to say, let us keep you first in all things, in all of our decisions, in the way that we live our life. God, we know we're not perfect, but God, we want to chase hard after you. I'm also mindful, I'm wondering if there's somebody here who has never given their life to the Lord at all, period. They might be here just says, you know, I've, I've come to church and I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. If you just slip up your hand. You've never received Jesus into your life. You've never asked him into your life. Slip up your hand. I want to pray with you. Yes. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Jesus, um, this is why I love baptism. Because it's a great reminder of what you've done for us. For those who raise their hand to say, I want to receive Jesus into my life. What that means is we understand that you've taken care of our sin. That you've freed us from the guilt and the shame of our mistakes. And that Jesus, by you going on the cross, we should have been on the cross. But yet you bore the sin for us and the shame for us. And all you've asked us for those is to believe in you and to receive you into our life. That we realize that you've overcome all of this by not only going to the cross and dying, but overcoming death by raising from the grave. So Jesus, we say yes to you. We invite you into our life and say we want to follow you. Follow your word, follow your instructions in your word. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 